James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations and trials, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, that give to all men liberally, and upbraid it not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, not wavering. For he that wavers is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Let the brother of low degree rejoice in that he is exalted, but the rich in that he is made low. Because as the flower of the grass... He shall pass away, for the sun is no sooner risen with a burning heat, but it withereth the grass, and the flower thereof falleth, and the grace of the fashion of it perish. So also shall the rich man fade away in his pursuits. Blessed is the man that endures temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive a crown of life, which the Lord has promised to them that love him. Today we're going to be dealing with let no man say when he is tempted that I am tempted of God for God cannot be tempted with evil. Neither tempt he any man. But every man is drawn away and tempted away with his own lust and enticed. Then when lust has conceived it brings forth death and sin. It brings forth sin and sin when it is finished brings forth I will read that again. Then lust, when it has conceived, it brings forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, brings forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good and perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, in whom there is no variableness, neither shadow or turning. Of his own will, he begot us with the word of truth, that we should be a kind of first fruits. Of his creatures. I want to teach this morning. From the subject. Mission aborted. But I want to preach. This morning. From the subject. Who's the real goat. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Father use me. One thing I believe that we all can agree upon is that we have all faced temptations of some kind. Can I get an amen? amen. Temptations of some kind. The unpardonable sin is an extreme sin. The Bible lets us know that there is an unpardonable pardonable sin. I'm going to take my time this morning. Not too much time. We got things we got to do, but we'll make sure you get it. Amen? The unpardonable sin, it, it, it is an extreme sin which Jesus 
he, he warns us against. He talks about it in uh, Matthew 12, Mark 3, and Luke 12. There, he says, therefore, I tell you, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven people, but the blasphemy against the spirit will not be forgiven. Whoever speaks a word against the Son of Man, that will be forgiven. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. Neither in this age or the age to come. That's Matthew chapter 12, 31 and 32. Mark 3, 28, 29 says this. Truly I say to you. All sins will be forgiven the children of man and whatever blasphemies they utter. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness. But is guilty of an eternal sin. Luke 12.10 says, everyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven. But the one who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit, that will not be forgiven. Anybody ever ask the question why? I'm glad you did. I'm going to tell you in a brief little theological explanation. If you cuss out the Holy Spirit, you curse the very spirit you need to ask for forgiveness. It is the Holy Spirit that draws us. And if you speak against that, you have no way to get in. So God says, I can forgive you cussing Jesus out. I can forgive you even cussing me out. But if you cuss out the Holy Spirit, there is no way for you to get back from that. So what we can conclude is this. Watch this now. Follow me. Sin is sin. Somebody say that. Say sin is sin. Except for the unpardonable sin. Sin is sin except for the unpardonable sin. Sin is sin except for the unpardonable sin. So what he does is he lets us know, stop putting people in a class. Because that's not what you get down with. So if we say sin, sin is sin, except for the unpardonable sin, then we have to conclude that temptation is temptation, except for the unpardonable temptation. Hmm. We're all gonna face some. We're all gonna face some temptation, but they're not the same. But we're going to face them. They may not be the same, but when you're the one being tempted, it seems like all hell is just breaking loose on you. Doesn't temptation always seem the hottest when you're in it? Let's understand that there can only be temptation if there's choice. If there's no choice, there's no temptation. I'm going to make this easy enough for a baby to understand it. The hot issue today and the battle that we're going to see coming this election is that of a woman's right to choose. Abortion 
is the hot debate. <laughs> but imagine, imagine, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get on you, I'm not gonna mess with you. I'm, I'm just gonna give you truth. Imagine if God removed choice. Then there'd be no more free will. And though abortion is very serious, it's a very serious thing with many consequences and many ramifications, uh-oh, it is not the unpardonable sin. And in some cases, some would not even say it's a sin. Isn't it funny how we can uh, justify and, and move stuff around in our mind that, okay, this is okay, and well, this is not okay. So sin, in our eyes, is identified by whatever we want to judge it as. That's not good. I want you to understand that. I want you to understand sin is sin. I want you to understand temptation is temptation. I want you to understand that we can't judge another man's sin and we can't judge another man's temptation. I want you to understand that abortion, although it is a, a very serious thing, God can't forgive abortion. Hmm. If I really had time, I'd really go back to the Old Testament where God wiped out a whole bunch of kids. Because he told them to wipe out the nation and the children. Don't get quiet on me. This is next level. Now, up until now, James has been dealing mainly with trials. And the process and the role that they play in our development. Trials try our faith. And if we stand under them and go through, we come up out of it with development of patience. And an increase in our faith. But now we're about to see the process and the role of temptation. And what that plays. How, if not properly dealt with, can be detrimental to our faith. And in fact, decrease our faith. You ever not doubt, not had victory in a temptation for a long time? And it kind of makes you feel like you'll never come out of it? Like you never go, so you lose faith in that area? Y'all not going to help me. It could even damage our lives. Y'all ready? Somebody say, he about to get on our nerves. Go ahead, look at your neighbor and say, he about to get on your nerves. Yeah, I'm really about to get on your nerves this morning. But it's only fair I get on your nerves because God got on mine when he teached this, taught this to me. So since he got on my nerves, I'm going to get on your nerves today. Is that all right? He says, let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempts he any man. Point one, the thing I got to understand and let you know is the first thing we got to get clear is that God does not tempt us. But he does allow trials. He allowed trials with Job. Where have you been, Satan? Satan was in heaven. 
I know you said you read and you understand that Satan was kicked out of heaven. Spiritually, Satan is kicked out of heaven, which means he can't make it in heaven, even though he can go in heaven. Y'all will catch that later. Satan, God is having a conversation with a convict. Where have you been? I've been walking to and fro, seeing who I can despower. Have you considered Deacon Val? Since you're not omniscient like I am, <laughs> let me tell you who you've been missing. Job. Oh, y'all not going to say nothing. So he allowed the devil to try Job. And somebody say he got the victory. He also allowed a test for Abraham when he again told him to go and sacrifice Isaac. Yeah, and, and mid-murder, he saw a ram in the bush. I just want to know when you're about to kill your only son, how you got peripheral to be able to see anything else going on other than the pain that you're in with this sacrifice. Jesus. But he, he does he, he does allow us to be tempted like he did with Jesus. When the Bible says that he was led after he fasted, he was led into the wilderness by the spirit of God to be tempted by the devil. Ooh. But what we should draw comfort from is that he'll never allow us to be tempted beyond what we can bear. 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says, No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. But God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you can bear. And when you are tempted, he will make a way of escape. Whatever God allows in our lives is not to destroy us. It is to build us up. It is to set us in a place where we have confidence, watch this, not only in God, but in the God in you. The first thing you got to understand from that is everything is common. Look at your neighbor and say, you ain't special. There's nothing that came across the plate except what is common to man. There's no special temptation that the enemy is cooking up for you. It's, it's nothing that nobody else ever went through. Isn't it funny how when you go through a temptation that you think it's only you going through that temptation? That nobody else on planet Earth ever went through what you are going through? That nobody understands the pain and the struggle and the fight and the attack that is coming in your life? I'm trying to help you. Yeah, you ain't that special that it is a temptation that is handcrafted just for you. It's coming. 
But here's the thing. Whatever the temptation, you can handle it. That means if God let it come, he already knew he built me. My friend can handle whatever. Oh, my God. That's why you can never be jealous or envious of nobody. Because you can't handle what that next person had to handle to be able to handle what they got. Y'all better help me. And there's always a way of escape. Don't ever say, what the heck? (laughs) Don't ever say, I don't have a choice. There's always a way out. It's like the escape room. <laughs> we don't like being trapped. But they can't trap you in there without there being a way out. But when you get in it, you forget that you're in a, a game and that somebody's on the other side of the door. So you lose your everlasting mind and you want to get out because you're freaked out up inside there like you in the world by yourself. God said, if I let the temptation come, I knew you can handle it. It looks like a trap, but I'm on the other side of the door. Y'all, y'all not going to help me. Matter of fact, I am the door. God is saying, whatever temptation you go, there is a way of escape. What is it? It's him. So let's, let's, let's go a little deeper. He says, but every man. Every man, every woman, every man, everybody, your neighbor, everybody, me, first lady, all of us, pastors, bishops, deacons, saints, and friends. That's everybody is tempted. When? When he's drawn away. How does he get drawn away? By his own lust. And enticed. Lust cannot entice you all by itself. Lust and enticement are married. Because you could have lust. As a matter of fact, I'm going to say something to you. You all have it. Every last one of us has lust. But that lust does not get awoken until it is enticed. The process of temptation. Can I walk through it? Because we need deliverance. Somebody say we need this. The process of temptation is first drawing away. God's word says if we draw nigh to him, he'll draw nigh to us. But God, you said you're always with me. You never leave me nor forsake me that everywhere I go, there you are. If I make my bed in hell, you are there with me. So why do I have to draw nigh to you so that you can draw nigh to me? God does not come in uninvited. God is not stalking you. You have to chase him. 
You have to chase him even though you can't grab him. <laughs> That's why accountability is so crucial to overcoming anything in your life. Because the enemy has to get you away from the fellowship. Drawing away. What, what is it in your life that you've stopped doing that was getting you closer to God? How is it that you can be so busy for everything else? You, we, we make time for everything else, but, but I can't read. I can't, I can't pray. I can't study. I, can't, I, 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 got, I got too many things I got to do. I'm that important. But you think, let me help you. Busyness does not meet God's standard. Busyness does not mean you're doing good things. Doesn't mean that it's all. Because the more you do over here, you neglect right here. Woo! I'm going to go ahead and help myself. That's, that's why you can't be, listen, you can't be a member of a gym and not go. And expect to keep losing weight. It ain't happening. You gonna keep checking the scale, but you ain't did nothing. It doesn't benefit you. You go to you say you are a member of the church, but you don't do nothing. I come on Sundays. I give. What else is there to do? A whole hell of a lot. Hello. I was tempted and I walked right in. I did not take the way of escape right there because it is just that. It is there. So, okay, you got your own temptation. Don't judge me. You're drawn away because you do everything else. Oh, I'm, I, somebody say leave me alone right there I know I can feel it I feel it over here for some reason but I don't know why because it's like all the way in the room <laughs> but accountability here's the key if the enemy knows he has to get you separated that's why there's safety in numbers that's why he says don't forget don't forsake the fellowship because it's not that we're in your business it's that you need good people in your business because you got some people that's taking you out of your business y'all better help me so you, you can give all your business see it's easy I found out it's easy for people to give all their business to the work folk you know the heathens at work because they don't go to church they ain't gonna judge you well sister you need to do what you need to do. I was going, they ain't helping you. But you don't want, you don't feel comfortable telling anybody in the church what's going on with you. Because you don't want to be accountable. Yeah, no, no, no. Don't, don't even clap. You know it's the truth. You don't want nobody to know you got issues. But your work folk know you got issues. But but if the if the pastor come and say something to you, you get all upset and you offended. The devil is a liar. We gotta be accountable. We gotta be accountable. As men, you gotta have a man in your life that you can be accountable. As a pastor, I can't tell everybody what I'm going through because y'all gossip too daggone much. You don't know how to cover nobody. Because you expose people so it covers your nastiness. Yeah. 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 
sister. You married. Oh, I'm going to teach this morning. You married all your friends single. So you getting advice from single ladies. And they want to tell you your man ain't no good and they ain't got one. And truth be told, they want yours. But anyway, that's a whole nother message for another day. You married, you need a woman who's been married for a while and knows how to go through the hard times so that when you feel like, why is he not listening? And I'm tired of this. You don't go to some single sister and say, well, if I was you, you ain't happy. But instead, you could go in a prayer closet and shut your mouth and pray for your husband so nobody don't know your issues. Preach, pastor. I think I will. The other thing is you got to be honest about what's your own lust. Because you only get drawn away from your own lust. I could tell you what your issue is if you let me see your checkbook. Okay, I'm going to leave that alone. Let's move. I'm going to leave that alone. First John chapter 2, verse 16 through 17, 17. For all that's in the world, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. It's not from the Father, but it's of the world. And this world is passing away. And the lust thereof. But he that does the will of the Lord abides forever. Ooh. See, our lust is going to fall into one of these three categories. Sometimes all of them. Your flesh, your eyes, and your pride. Your flesh, your eyes, and your pride. Help us, help us, help us. Now, the flesh, get your mind out the gutter. It don't all have to do with sex. And every time somebody says lust, you think it, your mind go right to sex. That's because that's your lust. <laughs> Whatever your mind go right to when I say lust, that's it. Lust test. Here we go. Lust. Some of y'all thought mall, some of you thought bag, some of you thought shoes, some of you thought sex, some of you thought money, some of you thought position, some of you thought. Because whatever make my flesh feel good, that's what we want to feed. <laughs> And the flesh will fake you out. Because what worked for your flesh one day don't work the next. Lust is never satisfied. Never satisfied. That's why we have to beat our flesh. We have to make it come subject. We have to, y'all not, we got to fast because sometimes that flesh be hungry. Y'all not going to say nothing. And then you got to fast. Fasting is not for God. It's for your flesh. 
is so that you can learn to say no to what your flesh is telling you it's got to have that's why Paul said I don't walk by the flesh we walk by the spirit so you got to kill your flesh cause your flesh will kill you y'all better help me up in here I, I gotta make my flesh come subject I gotta make it obey the will of God cause the flesh don't want to obey the will of God sometimes I just gotta say no to what I wanna buy sometimes I just gotta say no to what I wanna eat sometimes I just gotta say no y'all better help me just say no you gotta learn the more you say no the more control but don't get too big headed because every time you say no it, it kills the flesh but the devil says I got to work up something better and I'm trying to tell you you can't win tomorrow's battle with yesterday's victory oh that was good so I gotta watch out for my flesh when I was addicted to cocaine it was not me smoking Cause I would say I didn't want to get high, and as soon as I would get high, here they come, and it was like my body was just going. It was my flesh. It's I, the the good I want to do, I can't do. The evil I don't want to do, why is it that I keep doing? I see that there's a war in my body. Wait, y'all not gonna say nothing, y'all. You ever find yourself saying you never gonna do something again, and there you go right back at it? That's cause your flesh is controlling, and you trying to figure out what's going on, but you don't say no. You don't find the way of escape, and isn't it funny? How you get strong and super spiritual after you do what it is you said. You go to praying in the spirit, talking in tongues, fasting, sending all kind of spiritual tweets. But don't forget about them eyes. Ooh, I would say something, but y'all going to have to come to the spot for me to say this because I can't, we're going to have to edit that out. But I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> I might just say it. So <laughs> pray for your pastor. Them eyes will get you in trouble. Sometimes I think it's a blessing to be blind. Cause you don't need. Sometimes just looking at your faces. Sometimes when you're trying to preach or do something, that that's a temptation. That's why I don't. Yes, dear Monte. That's why I got to pray. Don't let me cuss when I come out here. Cause if I see these Negroes' faces while I've been studying and eating the scripture all week and they ain't responding, I might just go off up in it. Y'all better help me. So the eyes, you. you but nowadays the, the eyes is even more dangerous. Cause you got Google. And you got that cell phone. Young people. You got boobs in your pocket. And then they got real smart stuff. They know how to they know how to ghost they they apps. <laughs> so, so you you think you going through the phone, but that ain't the real phone. It's two phones in that phone. Why y'all? What y'all over here doing? Sure, y'all ain't deleting no apps or nothing. But anyway, 
Because when you see something isn't funny, you was okay until you saw it. And then you start looking over into other people's stuff. That's why I said, keep your eyes in your own grass. Stop looking over into other man's yard. Thinking they got it going on. You always think somebody got it going on looking at them, then lusting, and then you find out they in great debt and everything got repoed. And you trying to figure out why it got repoed. But you looking at them. Y'all sisters, y'all 80 sisters know what I'm talking about. Some of y'all 80 sisters had some girlfriends who y'all was envious of. Y'all was looking at them, and you was like, shoot, I could go have a couple of babies and get my rent paid for it. Y'all not going to say nothing. I'm going to just keep it right here. I'm going to look straight ahead. And then you tried to figure out how your sister got kicked out of the projects, and all she was paying was $7 rent. That's real. And that's the truth will set you free. $7 rent. I wish I just pay that for five years. You know, just give them $40 or something. You know, the whole year. Come on now. All right, I'm, I'm going to leave that alone. But your eyes, you, you be careful what you see. Be careful what you're lusting for. Be careful what you covet. Guard your eyes. It is the window to the soul. You know you don't need to watch it. Some movies you don't need to watch. Because it will mess you up. Pride. Who? Do I even got to deal with pride? Pride is, pride is sneaky. Pride is real sneaky. But pride is, is that, that pursuit of power. That's what got the devil kicked out of heaven, pride. And a lot of you might think, I don't have pride. I'm humble. I'm going to give you a sure killer. I'm going to give you three, three sure ways to find out somebody dealing with pride. If they say they humble, <laughs> that's, number, that's a sure enough giveaway. If they can't be happy for you when you get blessed. That's another one. And when they gossip. As we move to verse 15. Then. When lust has conceived, it brings forth sin, and sin, when it's finished, brings forth death. Here's the thing. When lust conceived, somebody say conception. It brings forth sin, birth. Sin, when it's finished, separation. Brings forth death. Death. That's it. That's sin's job on us. Conception, birth, separation, death. That's, that's sexual terms. That's lovemaking terms. That, that means whatever it is your issue is, it first has to impregnate your mind. It then has to shoot the sperm down to your heart. 
so that it can produce and perform in your flesh. And when it's finished, isn't it amazing when sin is done with you, it then talks about you. <laughs> Look what you done did. You tell me to do it. Because it always acts like it loves you. Until it leaves you pregnant. And walks away. Because sin is not responsible. It just wants what it wants. We've all been left to feel like fools doing what we know we had no business doing. So the sin separates itself and just leaves you there. <laughs> While you dying. It don't even come back and help you. But isn't it? Oh my God. Uh, Y'all better get this tape. After it leaves you there and it's looking at you dying from what it told you to do. And you know it did you dirty. You still reach for it. Because the enemy's job is to make you feel like whatever is killing you is the only way you can live. You're in a relationship that you know is no good, but you won't walk out of it. Because you got to feel that you're strong enough. You can make this work. You can, you can make sin do right. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to make sin do right. See, y'all never, y'all ain't never had no drug addictions or nothing. But I'm, I'm just, I can only share the stuff I went through. But it, it's amazing. A lot of times, I would get clean, and then I'd be like, "Shoot, I'm Dre. I could do this. I'm from the Dre. What? I could go ahead and I could go ahead and get this package. And and, and I'm strong enough. I, I had to beat the crap. Like, oh, you took me out last time. You made me look like a fool. Now I'm gonna show you that I can handle it. And then I'd be right back again. Loss. Instead of saying, I surrender. See, see, we see this in clear view, and I'm, I'm ready. We're going to go to church. I'm going to get you out of here. I got seven minutes. I'm going to really bring it home. I know you're like, what the heck? Mission aborted. Who's the goat? I'm getting there. We see this in clear view when we look at David. We see the progression of what sin did in the life of David. Right? First thing he did, he saw. He saw Bathsheba. Right? Then he sent for her. His eyes. He wanted her. He sent for her. He should have aborted mission right there. He had an opportunity to say, no, 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 no. She looked good, but I'm not going to send for her. So now he sends for her. 
Then he slept with her. Because now, his lust conceived. Now he got to cover it up. So he schemes. <laughs> I know what I'll do. Go get her husband and tell him to come home. Because if he sleep with her, they ain't got no you know, pregnancy test. So he'll sleep with her. And then when the baby come... He ain't going to be able to prove it's mine. So do you, y'all ain't going to say nothing. Y'all, you know, you do cover up some stuff. Right? You come up with some plans. Uh-huh. You going to, you, matter of fact, you already got the plan before you do it. See, brothers, brothers, I'm, I'm trying not to laugh with this. Brothers always get jacked up because we don't think. When sisters in something, they don't thought that whole process out. That's why y'all, y'all some schemers. You'll never know that that system that's sitting next to you is dangerous. And if it had not been for the blood of Jesus. So he schemed to cover it up. Then that didn't work, so he slaughtered Uriah. Now he's a murderer. And then he suffered the death of the child. Sin, when it is finished, brings forth death. But thanks be to God. Well, you ready? <laughs> Daddy, let's do it again. Rewind. But thanks be to God. Yes. That David saw the errors of his way. He surrendered in repentance. He was spared and sanctified. He was a man after God's own heart. God not going to say nothing. Even though he was a man after somebody else's wife. Y'all better thank God. Y'all better thank God that 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 God is merciful in every temptation because we don't always win over the battles that we go through in our flesh. And so he says this, don't err my brethren, every good and perfect gift comes from above, from the father of lights where there is no variation or shadow of turning of his own will. Somebody say his own will. He begot us by the word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Jesus, what he's trying to tell us is that there's only one good thing and one thing that's consistent throughout every temptation. Y'all better help me. And that is God's word of truth. The only way you can make it out of every temptation is if you have the word of truth about your situation. God can give us the victory. He says that we are a kind of first fruits, which means that the first fruit was the best of the best. Y'all not gonna help me. The first fruit was what they gave every year and every time a harvest came. Somebody say first fruits. That 
means that God said we are the best of the best don't never belittle yourself to fall into sin's trap when you are too good to go beneath who you are created to be the bible says that greater is he who is in me than he that's in the world and if god allowed the temptation i got to fortify myself i got to build myself up in my most holy faith and know that no weapon formed against me shall prosper that i got to learn how to wait on god how to sit down on god how to let god fight the battle because the battle is not ours it belongs to the lord i'm gonna preach this thing jesus was tempted he used the word of god he said it is written it is written it is written the problem with you is that you don't know what is written tap your neighbor and say neighbor do you know what is written i'm gonna help you the Bible lets us know that every temptation we did not resist to the point of bloodshed. Jesus, when he was being tempted in the Garden of Gethsemane, bled sweat that looked like blood. You ain't never resisted a donut to the point of where you were bleeding. You ain't never resisted some Negro coming up and sleeping in your bed until you were bleeding. You ain't never resist cussing somebody out until you were bleeding. I'm going to preach it until it hits you in your spirit. The Bible says that we have to know that when the enemy tempts us, it's because he wants us to not tear his kingdom down. But every time we win, we are putting our foot on the devil's neck. Every time we say no to our flesh, we are putting our foot on the devil's neck. And every time you step on his neck, your spirit is getting stronger. Jesus said, don't abort the agenda because we have a way of escape. Whatever happens now in my life, I don't look for where it came from. I look on how I'm going to get out. I don't look at the report. I look at how I'm going to come out. I don't look at my bank account. I look at how I'm going to come out. Because I've learned I ain't got to do nothing shady. I ain't got to fall to temptation. When God said, I'll make a way. He's a way maker. He's a door opener. He's a heart fixer. He's a mind regulator. He's up. Y'all better help me. So pastor, why did you tell me mission aborted? Because I'm trying to help you understand that God is showing us that the victories that we have gotten over our flesh has aborted the devil's mission of destroying your life, destroying your destiny, destroying your kids, destroying your home destroying your marriage mission aborted I dare you to tell the devil mission aborted I know he thought he had me I know he thought I was going to give up but mission aborted this joy I have 
the world did not give it to me and the world cannot take it away I don't care what comes in my life I know God is able God is able to keep them from falling whose mind is stayed y'all better help me somebody say mission aborted he tried to kill you with a disease he tried to kill you with depression he tried to kill you with losing your mind but mission aborted i got victory i'm gonna stand and even though i fall short because the bible says a good man fall seven times that means you got me on the first time i got back up you got me on the second time i got back up you got me on the third time i got back up you got me on the fourth time i got back up you got me on the fifth time i got back up you got me on the sixth time i got back up tap your neighbor say neighbor get back up the bible said that you can get back up why because you got resurrection power on the inside i got jesus living on the inside i got victory living on the inside I got that mission aborted, but you still got to help me out with who's the goat. The spirit said, listen, the temptations that come, this is where they originate from. I need you to know the plan, but I need you to understand that you stand in my righteousness. It's not about works. It's about my righteousness. I need you to apply this scripture to your life. Because I already know that there's some things that's going to come where you're not going to dot every I and cross every T. So stop trying to be the goat. Stop trying to be the greatest of all time. Because you are not the greatest of all time. There's only one goat. And in Leviticus chapter 16, verse 22, he said, The goat shall bear all the iniquities on his back. And they sent the goat into the wilderness. So the Bible says that when you fall, don't worry about it. I'm the goat. I'm the one that took all your sin and cast it into the sea of forgetfulness. As far as the east is to the west. When people want to keep bringing up where you fall short, you look at them and say, I had to fall short so that Jesus could rise up. He is the goat. He is the greatest. He saved my life. He went deep. He bore y'all better. Praise him up in here. Why the devil mad? Because he can't win. 
can't win. So when I do fall short, I say, God, forgive me. I get back up. I learn from my last failures so that I can be victorious next time. It does not, I got to say this and we're closing. It does not give us a license to keep not passing the test. It's just that God has already passed it. But you can't reap the benefits of the blessed life unless you apply the principles to come out. Because what it is doing, it is stifling us from being all that you've been designed to be. The enemy knows he can't stop God. He knows he can't stop the plan of God that he assigned on your life. But what he can do is stifle us so that we don't reach our full potential. And what we're trying to do is teach and reveal this to a generation. So that they don't have to grow up and be 35 years old trying to figure it out. That's backwards. As black people, we don't know much about legacy because we spend all our time dealing with our now figuring out our now the blind leading the blind and then you got kids was dying and knew they were going their children would receive the blessing their parents would tell them who they were and what they would be doing most of us die and never find out what we're supposed to be So you sit and you just watch your kids become whatever the world parents them to be. That's deep, but that's real. Because they don't get victory in temptations. 
or they looking at mama and daddy <laughs> struggle through theirs. And it's not to say nobody gonna struggle, but we don't even talk to them about it. So they grow up and they do the same thing. They do the same thing. Figure that out. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Some of you never met your parents. But people in your family say, you know what? You act just like you do. Just what? That's exactly what. All them Old Testament people, even though they, they repeated the same stuff their fathers did. Everybody in here saved. Everybody in here victorious. Everybody gonna get victory. The enemy studies your tape. You know that, right? He studies your tape like a, like a pro athlete. Just watches the tape. He had over, over. He was in. He was with God in eternity. So he ain't new to this. He knows exactly what to use on. why you never make a decision when I was a program they say never do anything of importance when you're hungry angry lonely or tired right oh everybody heard of that one before because when that's why you don't go grocery shopping when you're hungry you put all type of stuff in that gear you ain't even got the money to pay for it you just put stuff in there when you're angry whoo You will sleep with somebody you don't, you disgusted with. Because you angry at somebody. Lonely. I'ma leave it alone. Y'all, y'all get to class. You're not lonely. God's always with you. If you're single there, I may be alone, but I ain't lonely. There's a difference. 